Tonight I'm going to be speaking on the battle buckler. And um, it's one, it's the shield of faith, basically. But it's one of the things that the shield of faith does. And, um, and everything. So it's one of the, one of the more important pieces of the armor, which has to do with your faith and your believing God and believing God for something and believing God's going to move and uh, going to answer your questions or whatever the case may be. And, um, but Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Let's pray over the word before I get started. Lord Jesus, I thank you once again, Lord God, for this opportunity, Lord, to bring your word forth, Lord Jesus, and and to tell what's on my heart, Lord Jesus, with, the, with these verses, God, and with the armor. God, I can't do this without you, Lord Jesus, and I ask you, Lord, to use me as your vessel, use me as your oracle, Lord Jesus, to bring forth this word, to help, you, help others, Lord God, in their walk with you, and help us, Lord, in these times to come, God, and I thank you, and I praise you for it. In Jesus' wonderful name I pray, amen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. This is a very popular passage of scripture here. It's a verse we hear a lot. And if you, you know, there's so many different ways that, that it's, I've heard it brought out and stuff. But um, one of the good, a good way to explain it that God showed me earlier is if you think about Abraham, when Abraham, God told him to offer his son Isaac, it was his only son, told him, take it up, take him up on the mountain that he shall reveal to him and take him up there and place him on an altar and sacrifice him to God. And Abraham, being obedient, done what the Lord told him to do. He, he got gathered the wood together and, the, and everything and the fire and he went up on the mountain that God showed him and took his son Isaac. On the way up the mountain, Isaac asked him, he said, said, so, Dad, here's the wood, and we have the fire, but where's the sacrifice? Abraham didn't tell him, you know, at that point that he got, God had told him to sacrifice him, but he told him instead, he said, God will provide the, himself the sacrifice. Now, when he told Isaac that, he told it in faith, believing that God was going to move and God was going to make it to where he didn't have to offer you know, Isaac up, didn't have to sacrifice Isaac, but instead he would give him a sacrifice or he would take care of the situation and move in it. And he believed God. And he went on up on the mountain and when they got up on the mountain, it came all the way down to him laying Isaac on the altar and raising the knife up and getting ready to come down and sacrifice Isaac to God. When the angel come up behind him and stayed his hand and stopped his hand from from making the sacrifice or from slaying his son. And when he did that, when the angel of the Lord did that, he looked and saw a ram caught in the thicket. He took the ram and placed the ram on the altar and sacrificed the ram in the place of Isaac. And that was an act of faith that he went out that he did. So if you think about that, he he had the substance of things hoped for hoping that God would give him a sacrifice to offer instead of his son and had the evidence of things not seen, meaning God himself, which we cannot see with our carnal eyes, 
moved in the situation and brought the ram in the thicket and kept him from having to sacrifice Isaac. Now, when you think about that as the faith, as your faith, faith being the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, so how would you how would you use that in battle or how could you call that the battle buckler? <clears throat> and that's what I'm teaching on tonight is the battle buckler. The battle a buckler is a smaller shield that they would strap around their arm and their sword in one hand and the buckler in the other hand. So when they was out on the battlefield and, and close combat, when you have an enemy that's in your comfort zone, meaning you're facing somebody face to face and you're fighting against them and warring against them, you have the small shield or the buckler to where you could, you know, defend yourself against their attacks and in the same process attack with your sword. So it was a, a combat or basically a, like hand-to-hand -hand combat, but you're using a sword and a shield. If they didn't have the shield to block the the strikes from the from their opponent, then they would have to block with the sword, and then having to do that, they wouldn't be able to use their sword as a to strike with it'd be a little bit more difficult of a battle so using the battle buckler to defend themselves while in the same process attack with their sword but there's also cases where they could use the buckler to strike as well and not just their sword so you could use the buckler more or less as a blunt weapon which didn't have a sharp edge on it but you could smack them with it and it would be like kind of like punching them with their fist instead of striking with the sword so in, in thinking about that how you how you could consider that as being um, you know an attack is when you speak faith against the enemy or you speak faith against your adversary speaking words of faith that you believe that God is going to move you speak the word that God said in his word that whatsoever I shall ask in his name I shall receive it and I believe that I'm going to receive what I'm asking for that's a, that's a act of faith that's where you take and you're standing on the word of god and you're using the word as your strike you're striking with it saying that god said in his word that he would move that he's going to do that he's going to answer if i believe him and i believe his word to be true and i believe that he's going to do what i ask him to do so having said that if you turn if you will to matthew chapter 21 I'm going to give you some scriptures on what I'm saying. I like I like to try to back up what I'm saying with the Word of God. so Because you can't argue with the Word of God. You could argue with me with my opinions, with anything that I say. But if I give you word to back what I'm saying, then you can't argue with the Word of God. And this ain't this is not one of those, uh, one of those um, speak, you know, what you want or say what you want or whatever. I can't think of the name of that, that, uh, that religion. But this... What I'm telling you is is when you ask God to heal your loved ones, when you ask God to save your loved ones, when you ask God to heal your body, when you ask God to move in your finances, it's not saying that, God, I want this car and I believe you're going to give it to me so it's mine and I'm going to claim it. No, that I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you ask God to move in your situation, move in your circumstance. You know, and you help, you, you're, if your finances are in a bind and you ask God to move in them and you got to believe what you ask God for, you got to believe that God's going to move. If you have a mountain in your life that's in your way that, that you that you can't that you're having a hard time climbing, speak to that mountain. Tell that mountain to get out of your way to move out of your way, and believe that God's going to do it. That's that's um, asking things asking things the right way, instead of you know asking a misc or asking for things that God 
um, might not want to give you because it, you might not need it. And if you get it, and then it could cause you to, you know, to stray and to go away. But anyways, uh, turn in Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21, verse 21 and 22. says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. If you ask God and you don't believe He's going to do it, if you don't believe that, that He's going to move in it, then really there's no reason to ask. Because if you don't believe He's going to do it, then He's not. Then your faith is, you know, it's not going to happen. But let me show you something here. Jesus, they were, they were leaving the city and they walked out and there was a fig tree. And it was the time of the year when the fig tree should have bloomed. And the fig tree wasn't blooming. And there was no figs on it. So Jesus cursed the fig tree because the fig tree didn't have no figs. Now, when they seen that the fig tree had died after Jesus cursed the fig tree and then they were, you know, they couldn't believe it happened. They were like, wow, you know, this, you know, you said it didn't happen. And Jesus told them that what, that if they believe, they can do the same thing also. Meaning if they have faith and believe in God and believe God will do it, when they ask, then they shall receive it. No. It says here that when you ask in prayer, right? So when, you ask, when you're praying and you're talking to God and you ask Him to move in your situations, move in your problems, you have to believe that He's going to do it. Whatsoever you ask, believing, and you shall receive. So that's that buckler, okay, acting with the, the Word of, acting with the sword, acting with the Word of God, acting with what's coming out of your mouth when you're speaking against, speaking against something or speaking in belief, believing it's going to happen, you ask and, you know, asking for it, believe. So using the sword and the shield together. So more or less when you strike with a sword and you defend with the shield, you strike with a sword, you defend with the shield. You speak the word of God, speak it out, believing, and then you believe in it and stand on the fact that you believe it's going to happen. Stand on the fact that you received it, that now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So it's a substance. When you speak it, it's a substance of things hoped for, meaning you're telling God what you're hoping for and expecting that you're going to receive it as the evidence of things not seen, meaning you don't see it there yet. You don't see it happening yet. You don't see it setting in front of you yet, but you believe and your faith sees it setting in front of you. So if your faith sees it, then that's the evidence of things not seen. So the substance of things hoped for is what you're asking God for, something that you need, and something that, that, say, a healing in your body. Say you're needing a healing in your body. You ask God for to heal you. That's the substance. The substance of things, substance of things hoped for is the substance that you need healing, okay? And you're hoping to be healed by God. Then you believe that you're going to receive that healing as the evidence of things not seen, meaning you see yourself healed through faith, and then it will happen. So it's like Abraham with Isaac, and he seen God offer himself the sacrifice so he would not have to offer his son Isaac. That was the evidence of things not seen. He had hoped for it, but that he didn't see.
putting it, he's seen it. So it's the evidence of things not seen. Now turn with me over to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Now, what I told you in Matthew, that's when you're praying, when you're asking God, and you're on your knees and you're praying and you believe that what you ask God for that you're going to receive. But see, that's not the, the only thing that we need it for because there comes times when you might not necessarily have time to hit your knees and pray. That's why it's good to have a, a relationship with God and, and He's close enough to hear you and He's right there with you and so that if you don't have time to hit your knees and pray, you can still speak in faith and believe and God hear you and move for you. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Mark chapter 11, verse 22 through 24. almost forgot to tell you what verses. Getting ahead of myself. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 11, verse 22 through 24 says, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. You have to have faith in God. There's, there's nobody else you can have faith in, only God. Because God's the only one that can move for you and get you out of out of situations, the only one that can save your soul, the only one that can keep you from going to hell, the only one that, that gives you any hope in this world, especially in the world we're living in today. And that's why it's very crucial that we have the armor of God on so that we can stand in an evil day and in the evil times. For verily I say unto you that whosoever, say, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, okay, speaking of the mountain, now, Jerusalem is a, is a place that was surrounded by mountains, and I've told you all this before in one of the earlier teachings, but Jerusalem was sounded, surrounded by mountains, so Jesus, I believe, was pointing at a mountain when he said this, when he told him, he says, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. That's the, the key point, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. You have to believe that what you say is going to come to pass, believing beyond a shadow of a doubt that God's going to do it. And you have to, have, you have to believe that in your heart because that's where the doubt wants to hang out, is that, hang out at is in your heart. You have to believe that whatsoever you say that you, is going to happen. And it's, it's an act of... It's, it's, a, it's something that you act upon. Something that you do is it's a... It's a verb, more or less, that you have to do it. You have to believe. It's not something that just, you know, well, it may happen, it may not. No, you have to believe that it's going to happen whenever you ask for it. When you say it, when you speak it, when you say it out of your mouth. <clears throat> he shall have whatsoever he saith. Meaning, if you believe and shall... But shall believe that those things which he, which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. You have to believe. You have to, to believe it's going to happen. You have to have faith. And that faith is one of the Pieces of the armor that works with the, the sword, it works with the Word of God, it works with, with what you speak out of your mouth. And it's believing upon something, it's believing that it's going to happen. 
So you have you have to believe. And these things, these work together. Now, if you could picture in your head a, a, a man on the battlefield carrying a shield, one of the small bucklers, and a sword in his hand fighting against several other soldiers on a battlefield, and picture him using the, the buckler to block an attack of the enemy while he strikes out, possibly at one of the other enemies or other opponents, and working that as as some as uh, in fluid motion together, without faltering, without error. That's how our faith and our speaking the word of God out of our mouth and believing all that's supposed to work together in a fluid motion and not have any errors in it. Because when you let, when you allow an error to take place, then you have an attack that's going to be successful. That's going to come in and hit you and hit hit another part of your armor or. or Maybe hit a, a spot in your armor where, or a spot where the armor isn't covering. And it would be a, a successful attack by the opponent that will make it in on you. You have to be able to strike and believe. Strike or speak and believe. Speak and believe. In other words, strike, block, strike, block. Speak, believe. Speak, believe. So think about that. When you speak, believe in what you say is going to happen or believing you're going to receive what you're asking for. And it has to it has to work together. So, and um, there's something else I was going to tell about this is uh, let's see, maybe it'll come back to me here in a minute. But anyways, the buckler is, is a small shield. You have to you have to have it on your arm. But you have to. I remember what it was. Now you have to practice. You have to work with it. You have to. You have to work out with it. You have to uh, try it. You know, when David, think about this, when David was fixing to go face Goliath, Saul told him, put on my armor when you go out there. And one of the reasons Saul wanted him to do that is so that people would think it was Saul that went out there to do it instead of David. But what David told him is, I haven't proven your armor, or I haven't proven this armor, meaning he hasn't practiced with it if he put that on, he wouldn't know how to. He wouldn't be able to move around the way he needed to move. He wasn't. He he would be hindered by it because he hadn't proven it. In other words, he hadn't gotten out and worked with the armor and practiced with it to where he could use it successfully. And that's the same with us with the with the armor of God. We have to be able to practice with it. We have to make it. We have to physically work with it so that when we do get put in a situation, then our, it will be effective. So that's the that's the the key point there is making it effective in our lives to where when situations arise we will be able to use it successfully. And that's one of the key points to it. That's what I was trying to think of a minute ago. But you have to practice with it. Um you have to kind of like when a person's practicing for a game or you know when the kids are out practicing for a, a soccer game or a softball game or a football game or whatever they're practicing for they have to get out on the field and practice till they get good at it. And that's the same with us, with our, with the armor of God. We have to practice with it until we get good at it, until we get good with it to where it will be effective in our lives. So keep that in mind whenever you're um, going forth from this day forward. Um, work with it, practice with it, and to where it will be effective in your life. And I hope this helps you tonight. And uh, like I said, this was the battle buckler that I was speaking about tonight. And... Um, if, uh, if this was helpful to you tonight, if you enjoyed it, um, 
share it, please, and where it can other people can watch it too that that uh, might not be on my friends list or whatever. So um, I love you guys, and uh, should be doing another one here pretty soon. On the next two is uh, I'll wait until then to tell you what they are. So it's going to be kind of a um, I don't know. I guess you could say a surprise. So love you guys. Good night. God bless.